Welcome to the New Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Nickel. Hello and welcome. I'm glad you're here and I hope you're doing well. We're coming into the end of the year. It is definitely getting colder where I am. I'm wearing warmer things, as I think I mentioned before. And I've been thinking about something that I want to share with you, but I can't give you all the details yet. I do want you to know that I have been thinking and planning and putting together a new offer for you. And this entire year, the only way to work with me has been one-on-one. I've had some requests for group programs. And so stay tuned. I will have more to share with you about that. The anticipated uh, release date of when this new thing is going to be starting is in the new year. So just know (laughs) that there's more to come and I'm really looking forward to offering a way for you to work with me that lets us work together in a small group. So the topic I want to get into today, I want to talk with you about mindset I want to talk with you about commitment versus attachment, and I want to talk with you about the mindset really required to do hard things and to make change. And the reason I am thinking about this, and I think it's a really great topic for us to revisit, is because when you start managing people... What I tend to see most often is that we either continue to simply be the way we were successful before we managed people. So if what made you good at what you did was keeping super focused and heads down on your work or kind of being a perfectionist or leaning into people pleasing and kind of keeping a low profile and just try like doing everything you can to make things really smooth that might be a successful strategy when you are an individual contributor but when you become a manager those same habits can undermine your ability to do this new job because when we're in a manager responsibility there's so much more communication that we have to do we're now managing up in a different kind of way as well as managing direct reports and so the requirement of this thing that maybe you've never done before which is to manage a team of people it won't help you to just do more of what you were doing before The way you'll sometimes hear this described, especially in the coaching world, is what got you here won't get you there. And it's a combination of the skills that got you here are not the same skills that you will need in order to meet this new level of challenge. But it's also the mindset, the way that you're thinking won't be the the same kind of effective. We'll need to update that as well. And in very simple terms, that could look like as an individual contributor, your mindset might be, I will just do everything that is mine. I'll just do it all. (laughs) And then as you start managing people, that mindset 
will get in the way of your ability and willingness to learn things like delegating or to learn things, you know, the mindset of what is our current process and who are our current people and what are the the current skills we have and what are the skills we need in order to, as a team, collectively work better together to accomplish all these things. One of the things I see is that when you care very much about doing a good job and you care about your team and you care about the clients and you care about the work, that can turn into taking on more than is needed because the mindset is, if it's not getting done, I'll just do it. And that creates both overworking, overextending, that also creates you becoming the bottleneck because you're kind of taking everything on and it, it is kind of a reactive way to address the problem rather than taking a different perspective, taking a different mindset to how you want to address what's happening. Boundaries are also a skill that becomes even more important the more demands and requirements that are on you. And boundaries simply mean what is the agreement you set with yourself What are the agreements that you have created with other people and kind of following through on those? And we can do that from a place that is really effective and creates more trust and creates more safety. But so many of us didn't learn boundaries in a way that creates connection. A lot of us learned boundaries as a defensive tool when we feel someone overstepping it's, if things go wrong, then we need a boundary rather than the mindset of, oh, boundaries are just a really simple, clear, and effective way to make it easy for us to work better together. That's it. Or thinking of, oh, boundaries are the way that I really protect my safety, my sense of safety and my time. And I don't have to do that in a combative way. I can actually do that in a very useful and connective way. So very often there's the mindset that needs to shift and the skills that need to change as we grow into higher levels of responsibility, especially when there's more at stake, which of course can then flare up our, you know, uncertainty and our insecurity. So things get interesting. (laughs) So that's why we're here. So talking about your mindset, And how important it is to notice that the mindset, the way that you're thinking about your role, your responsibility, the way that you're looking at the problem or challenge will shape the actions you take, the choices you make, and the decisions that you, you know, communicate. Related to that, I want to acknowledge that we can go through growing pains like change can be hard and what i've come to see over and over again in my own life and also with my clients it helps to remember you know there's kind of two kinds of hard there's the hard of this is really new and uncomfortable i don't like feeling that i'm clumsy at a new skill i don't like feeling like i don't know what i'm doing there's that kind of hard the growing pain of learning something new and being in that stage where you're not super good at it yet, but you 
continue to practice and continue to apply the learning so that you can become highly skillful at it. There's that kind of hard. Um, There's also the kind of hard, it's kind of related to that. It's the hard of letting go of an old habit or an old pattern, right? Like, oh, why is it difficult to (laughs) kick old habits even if we know that they don't serve us? Well, because habits are easy and changing them can feel hard, right? So we can put those two kinds of hard kind of on the same place. When we think about change and we think change is hard, it's because our habits have a kind of gravity and it feels easy to be in there and it can feel uncomfortable to be learning something new. That is hard also. On the other side, we have the other kind of hard, which is the hard of things staying the same and not working, or things staying the same and being stagnant and not growing. The pain of not changing, the pain of staying in a pattern or a relationship or a habit that doesn't work anymore or that isn't useful in this context, or the pain of continuing to use a tool, a system, a process that no longer really fits the situation or the people or the conditions that you're in. That is also really hard. And so when you think about how do you want to approach a challenge or a goal or a problem? There's a part of you that's going to think, well, that's going to be hard. Change is hard. And I want you to remember that mindset of, yes, it is, but it's also hard to try to stay the same or, or to not grow and change. And so would you rather choose the challenge of growing pains Or would you rather choose (laughs) the pain of staying the same or staying still and stagnant? The other addition I want to give to you as you think about this, when you reflect on those questions, please do that from a place that is not being self-judgy because when we get really judgmental or when we kind of try to bully ourselves into change by you know, activating our shame or our feeling of like, oh, like I should have figured this out by now. That kind of self-judgment and pressure, it doesn't help us move towards that which will help us, (laughs) if that makes sense. That kind of self-judgment and pressure actually makes it more difficult. It's like adding a heavy layer that you then have to carry and try to move through. So I really encourage you when you reflect on yourself and where you are now, the kinds of challenges you're facing, and whether you want to choose the discomfort of growth or the discomfort of continuing to cope with things that you've outgrown but are still staying in, I want you to do that from this place of real kindness and real self-compassion so that if you're making a change, you're not doing it because you're beating up on yourself, but you're doing it from this place of, you know what, it's time. Even though this will be uncomfortable, I'm going to choose it anyways because it's worth it for what's on the other side of that. I really just want to say this again. Come at it from a place of real self-compassion and kindness because that inner critic, 
that inner perfectionist, that really harsh sounding judge doesn't actually help. It just makes you feel bad. (laughs) And it's really hard to create sustainable, positive change from a place that feels bad. Okay. So when you are thinking about your current mindset, when you're thinking about how you manage people, we often, you know, what I've seen is uh, this other pattern that shows up. So if you've had a history of bad managers, or as I like to think of it, just very unskillful people, I think most managers, when we think this is not a good manager, they're not necessarily bad people. They're just not skillful, right? They just haven't learned. They just are trying to figure it out too, and maybe they're not doing it in a very effective way. But if you have had in your own work and life experience a bad manager or a bad experience with a manager, then what often happens is when, then when you become a manager, you think, I'm going to be exactly the opposite. And so you're really trying to define yourself from being the opposite of what that person was. The other thing that happens is we think, well, I'm going to manage people how I want to be managed. And we forget that people vary and are different. And so we end up making choices for managing people that are really ideal like for us personally, but might not be effective or helpful for the people or the situation that we're managing. And then the other thing is, as I sort of mentioned before, we just think, I'll just continue to do the things that have made me successful so far. And so we're just doing more of the same as how we were in individual contributors. And now we're just doing more of that, but now we have a different role and a different kind of set of responsibilities. And it's not always a match. So instead of the mindset of, I'll just do more of the same, I will do what I would personally like best, (laughs) that's how I'll manage people, or the mindset of, I'll just do exactly the opposite of this not great experience that I had before. Instead, I want you to imagine you can put those aside, and instead we want to think from this more of a clear blank page, what is the intention that you want to bring to yourself, to your team, to this situation now? Like what's going on now and what will be in greatest service and most helpful? And it helps to take a holistic picture to understand yourself as a human, as well as to realize you might have a variety of personalities on your team. And I include both your manager, right? Because you're managing up as well as managing your team. And so we want to take a holistic picture so that you can make decisions that aren't simply coming from a habit of doing more of the same or coming from a place that is reactive, right? Like we want to kind of update your, your data set based on who you are and who you work with to help you make decisions about how you go forward. And your mindset, the way you're thinking will be really important to that. Having compassion for yourself as you realize this might require some change is going to be important to that. Because the other thing is when you are intentionally creating self-compassion for yourself, that is a way that you create safety 
I should do a whole other episode on how to how we create safety. But it's really hard to change when we feel unsafe, right? And so part of this idea of creating safety, creating the safety of I'm not going to be perfect at this, creating the safety of this might be difficult and it might, you know, I might feel uncomfortable with that and that's okay. I'm not supposed to be perfect right now. Maybe people will be mad at me or disappointed and I'm going to create safety for myself and also for them. It's going to be okay. We can actively create safety and it connects to the mindset that we're holding towards ourselves and towards our work and our situation. I wanted to give one more example. This is something I see my best clients do a lot and I love it so much so I want to share it with you but it's this distinction between commitment versus attachment and these are mindsets right this is the perspective that you hold the way you think about a thing so attachment is the thinking of things need to be this exact certain way and if they're not it's a problem whereas commitment sounds more like I'm committed to this result or to this outcome And the path there actually might change. It might be easier. It might be harder. There might be unexpected things that happen. I'm open to how we get there. But the commitment to the desired outcome, the commitment to the result, that is steady. So there's this really lovely clarity and strength of intention But it includes this really nice, it's almost like you can breathe because it's not rigid and contracted and clenched. It has a sense of uh, resilience, a sense of movement, a sense of, you know, regardless of what happens, here's where we're going. Let's do this as effectively as we can, right? We're still, we're on the same team. You might not have all the answers up front. That's okay because you have that steadfast commitment. And what I found is that when we are holding this mindset of commitment, it allows us to be more generous of spirit, more forgiving, also more direct and clear, right? But when we are holding the mindset of attachment, that's when we start to get very defensive, we can become controlling, we start taking things really personally, and things start to feel more contracted and tense and brittle, which is really interesting to notice. So commitment versus attachment as an example of mindset and why that is so important to understand for yourself especially as we're moving into the end of the year and starting to think about the year to come. This is such a great time to pause and reflect and notice what is your mindset? How are you creating safety? What kind of hard are you choosing? What kind of hard do you want to choose as we move into the new year? And noticing where do you fall on the commitment side and where might you get a little hooked on the attachment side? And you know, you're a human, so you're going to experience the full range of it. But as we can kind of raise that self-awareness so you can be more intentional in what you're choosing and why creates a better experience for you and everyone you work with. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you want to work with me one-on-one, this is the perfect time. We're going to wind up this year, get you set up for the new year, go into the show notes. You can find the link to book a consult so that we can talk about what we'll do together. And again, stay tuned because I have some things to share with you coming up in the new year. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Hey, before you go, if you like this podcast, leave a review. Tell me why you listen and what has helped you. Thanks so much. I'll see you next time.